Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on May the 23rd, 2012. For newcomers, I always suggest at the beginning, rather than pester you all the way through it, uh, that I shall broadcast to look into CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com where you'll find over a thousand free audios for download where I try and work through the big system you're living in, you're born into, your parents born into and so on, and how really a small group of people have controlled us for an awful long time. People who have come down through the ages using money. Money, the whole world runs on money. It's what it's all about, apparently. Money, money, money. And no one came up with no, any alternative system, apparently. It's just too confusing for them, so we're told. And it doesn't matter how much punishment we get from bankers across the world, and there are shenanigans to get into and crashing countries and then getting rewarded for crashing countries. We're supposed to prop them up and let them carry on as usual, which they do, in fact. And they always plunder the people at least twice a century. So uh, they also have academia working with them, all top professors and scientists, neuroscientists, psychologists, big, massive marketers, all projecting onto us a fake reality, basically, to keep us from, well, as some of the later um, articles we read tonight will show you, the, uh, they want to stop uh, riots in the streets, basically, and protests. That's why they put so much of your own tax money back in to keeping you subdued mentally and happy and content with entertainment and things like that. So I go through the history of the group, of course, and the organizations and foundations that they set up to be their fronts, which have trillions of dollars to throw around to their non-governmental organizations, which they all control, and how they even lobby government to get laws passed on behalf of the people using these NGOs. And it's which an amazing scam it is. It's been going on for so incredibly long. But most of the public are oblivious to it, and uh, I try and give you the history. So help yourself to the audios. Remember, too, uh, all the sites have transcripts in English for download that you will see listed on that com site. And you can go into alanwattsentinel.eu for transcripts in other languages. Number two, you are the audience that bring me to you. You can help me, hopefully, hopefully, maybe still keep uh, taking along here. It's getting pretty tough. Uh, by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And straight donations are really, really necessary because I don't bring on advertisers as guests. I don't sell you products that make you live forever. And, um, I don't make vast claims on anything. In other words, just for the cash. And I understand how it can be done. I mean, all Patriot Radio runs on money. Like, we all run on money. It's the same money that makes this world go around, apparently. And um, it defies all, all science and logic, except for those who actually run the system. They're not going to give it up. And we all got to go along with it and get some cash coming in. So help me out, too, while you can. Because uh, who knows, uh, eventually you'll be left with nothing, or maybe just uh, the regular mainstream media. And from the U.S. to Canada, remember personal checks are good, and so are uh, international postal money orders from your post office. 
You can also send cash, and some people use PayPal. Across the world, Western Union and MoneyGram and PayPal to be used. And a straight donations, as I say, are awfully, awfully uh, pretty, pretty uh, necessary at this moment. And as I say, I've gone through, if you go back into the archives at CuttingThroughTheMatrix.com, you'll find uh, some of the histories of the groups that um, manage the world's populations. Been at it for many, many centuries. It's nothing new. They're not learning as they go along, you understand. The art of controlling whole nations and the mentalities of the peoples for, has been known for thousands of years. Otherwise, you know, uh, people, there'd be so many different varieties of government, if, if any at all. Uh, that you can keep count of them. That's really the truth of it. Yes, knowledge is always passed down by those who are powerful and their offspring go ahead for centuries. Back after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and we're, we're talking about this new world order, which isn't really that new. They've had many new world orders in the past that became old. And really what they do is upgrade the system very so often to do with the, the latest, latest advances in science, etc. for the, the new system. But it's also a big goal, of course, uh, set up a long time ago to bring in uh, a world order run by the same people who caused the, the wars for the last hundred and probably a lot longer, hundred years at least, that they've admitted to, because they have admitted they've used wars in their own publications to get unifications of continents and countries after the wars. That's how the European Union got kicked off, uh, because they wanted that as an outcome and also as a partial down payment, you might say, for the that the Marshall Plan, the Lend-Lease projects that came into being after World War II, where they had to fund the demolished Europe back into some kind of semblance of, of uh, civilization. And so even Eisenhower himself talked about that, and various other ones talked about it. And all during World War II, there was also a movement within the U.S. bigwigs, and the British ones as well, for not only that, they wanted to go on and, and form a world government. They hoped openly... They were open about it at the end of World War II that they might get a world government to come in right then. They hoped also long before that, after World War I, with the League of Nations, the precursor of the United Nations, to do it then. Uh, but the people didn't fall for it or go for it. They knew there was more to it, obviously. And um, regardless, as I say, that's how they, you get things to happen and how, how you get big changes to happen. It's always through conflict, primarily war. Conflicts have always been uh, with us, of course, uh, down through the ages, and uh, conflicts generally start with those who have uh, some kind of education, uh, some kind of landed rights of some kind, Um, and revolutions, for instance, start not with the bottom people, but they always start with those here in universities in the last hundred odd years at least, uh, or people who come from uh, more middle class families who can't proceed up the ladder because those at the top are really clinging on so so tightly to the parapet and um, and that's why they generally happen. Today in this whole world of course there's so many people who have been given an education and uh, they want better things for themselves. Every, every generation expects more and more 
uh, it's quite an amazing thing. And they want more than their parents and their parents and their parents. And, and they're actually encouraged, of course, into university to, to come in and get uh, professions to help them get up the ladder, only to find it full at the top as fewer jobs are available, especially in the scientific era. You need less and less people for so many things. But regardless, of course, there are other people also manipulating the, the, the scenes because when you have big demonstrations, and we saw it with the Wall Street crowd, uh, it turned out towards the end of it, there, were, there was big money involved, big uh, professional organizers that go across the world, uh, paid for by people like Soros and others, uh, although not all the people involved in the, in the Wall Street blockades were definitely part of it, but because a lot of people are so ticked off with the crimes committed by the big banks today and their own governments that collude with them. But anyway, it's still going on, of course, and this is the century of change. So a lot of these riots tie in with what's called the century of change. This is the time when all the top socialists in the world, uh, said in the 21st century, would bring forth a global socialist agenda and, and get it in up and working one way or another. Uh, they've been teaching this in academia for an awful long time, many, many years in the 20th century. And here we are living through it as people uh, are really coming under pressure uh, because of the cost of living and, and all the crooks at the top. There's always crooks at the top, doesn't matter who gets in. And they always use a, a lot of the masses to to join in and give them numbers. The masses, and, and every every professional who studied history will tell you this, the masses, the ones who are dispossessed, those at the bottom, uh, stay that way. It doesn't matter who's in charge. That's just the way it is. Go back through your history. So don't follow anybody. Believe you me, if you're at the bottom, you aren't going to profit out of anything. You aren't going to get ahead. Because we live in a parasitical system. That's the bottom line of money and profit and getting ahead. You've either two ways you can do things in the world. In a world pre-money, pre-dating money, and I'm also talking pre-dating coin, of course, because they used, they used to weigh the, the gold or silver out at one time. But pre that, of course, you simply had to get, have a big guy who defended the little tribe. And then you might go and forage and plunder the next bunch when you had a, a bad um, a hunting season or something, and you'd steal their foods. And then you'd, you'd find, well, that was quite easy. Let's try it with the next little tribe next to us. And they keep doing that until you end up um, with uh, basically a, a, a similar form but a, of government. But it really it takes, it takes a lot of people underneath you that have got to be pleased. With, uh, you know, if you, if you only have guys to bash other people's heads in and lock them up for you, you've got to give them something in return. There's only so many women, wine and song they can give them. But nowadays, of course, with money, um, that was a big kicker. That's why so-called civilizations uh, really kicks off with the advent of money. Have you ever wondered about that? And of course, money also makes sure there's a, a, a population to a certain percentage of them who have nothing to do, and they become the intelligentsia. They can have schools, and we, we trace the schooling, and it didn't start, of course, with Greece. We know that Egypt had it too, long, long, long before that. But in Greece, the, the word school comes from the meaning of leisure. Only leisure people could go and pop in out of school. You didn't have to attend in those days. You just wandered back and forth from one orator and his methodology to the next. 
But of course now it's all, everything's organized. We live in an organized society. Everything's organized. And, and people like to be organized actually. They, they, if you give them the new fashion, they'll jump into it right away because they all want to be the same. There's a similarity. There's a losing of identity itself when you join a group, especially in the bigger group, the better. Uh, you can sort of sink yourself into it and lose your, your inhibitions and, and become suddenly very brave and very demanding because we're all demanding at the same time. It's the same way that armies function. Armies, one-on-one, generally, are, are, most guys are pretty well cowards. That's, that's what they are, you know. But you get a whole bunch of them together, and, of course, they feel very brave. And they look to each other for to bolster each other up. It's very, very simple. But those who rule over the world and over countries always use the same techniques from the ancient times to the present. And, uh, and nothing really changes except, as I say, they've got cash. And you get the cash from the labor of people. Marx was quite right with that part of his, his, his little idea, that all wealth comes from labor originally. It all comes from labor. And the rest is simply, is simply taxed off you or forced off you in one way or another. You cannot, for instance, be poor today and still own a home uh, because the tax man wants uh, property taxes every year from you. So you're forced into the system to work. And that's why they brought it in too. It wasn't just to get extra cash, that was a big part of it, but also uh, to, to make sure that people would get into the system and get jobs and then they could tax back your labor through cash. It, it was actually a law one time, not so long ago, I don't know if they've even taken it off the books, that to tax a person's labor is, is a form of slavery, which it is. Which it is. They make people license businesses because they're out for profit. But if you're a laborer, you're hardly out for profit. You're lucky if you make enough to get by. So you simply tax your labor. And with those taxes, they initially, even in the 20th century, they said that, uh, well, let's go back into the country and to create work. And, and it's always the same joke, you know. Uh, hospitals and pay off debts and everything else for the country. And then they go and have lots of wars, which accumulates the debts, and nothing goes to, to, to the people eventually. It's supposed to all come back to the people in, in basic services, and very little does. Today we have, we have a, a CEO managerial type of politician um, who goes in, who's generally been the CEO of corporations before, and he treats the, the government, and they all treat the government like a big business, which it is. Government is a huge business. And uh, stacks, and most of them are lawyers, if you notice that, and the corporate lawyers. So you have lawyers working the system where they view the country and everybody in it as, as a big, huge business, right down to your gross domestic product. But what there does that mean, you know, gross domestic product? You're all, all lumped in together. Uh, and um, what they really mean, forget the domestic product, what they really mean is what's the tax base. That's what makes the country powerful today is the tax base. The more cash they have, the more wars they can have, the more plunder of other countries' wealth they can have, other people's, and they'll always justify whatever they do to the general public who don't mind so much as long as they don't get killed themselves in the process. And even, too, down in taxes, you think about it, each time your government borrows money from the international lenders who really give them nothing except blips on a computer screen, just like when you ask for a loan at the bank, same thing. It gives them permission to go off and, and plunder other countries, or else they can loan it out to other countries, you see. Now, all the countries 
that uh, are in the third world generally have bad uh, credit records. And so the big bankers that everyone borrows from, including your country, will borrow money. They, they, they'll, they'll actually borrow from the big bankers. Uh, and they'll say, they'll give you your, your basic uh, rates with your interest on top of it, compound interest and all the rest of it. There's an awful lot to it, because there's lots of, lots of kinds of interest and daily interest and so on. But then you lend it out to, to the country, taking the risk, and um, you know the third world country is never going to be able to pay it back. And you count on that too. This is the big bankers do that lend it initially to you, to give to the third world country. And we have these meetings every couple of years. Oh dear, the third world country is an awful mess. And uh, and then you, you get pop stars that are paid to come out and uh, and tell those those countries to forgive the debts of the third world countries, which we do, we feel sorry for them. But you don't realize the scam that's involved because every citizen of that country that lent it to them borrowed the money and they put down all their people as collateral, basically, or, and guarantors to pay it back. Everything in this world is a scam. And then they go and give the same country another loan. The International Monetary Fund loves it and the World Bank and the BIS. Back with more after this. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt. We're cutting through the matrix, talking about the system in itself and about how big revolutions occur to do, as I said before, with mainly those who are wanting up the ladder even higher than they already are. And it starts generally from the middle class or what's left of it today. Uh, and, and the people from the bottom tend to jump on and become, uh, well, they end up like body bags generally so that the ones above them can get on. And that's really what happens to those at the bottom. They're always used because, as I say, it's a parasitical society and it's a crooked society um, which is legalized into law. You can make anything which is crooked and legal, obviously. It's like insider trading when the Congress in the U.S. passed a law to allow themselves to do insider trading because they get, they've got the ears to what's happening, where government money is going to go, big, big money, big corporations and the war industry and things, and they know where, where to invest. And so that's insider trading. They've got a tip, you see. So they just passed a law and made it all legal for them to do so, but nobody else can do it. And so you're, you're, you're ruled by uh, these um, these minorities that, that that rule over you, and they'll hang on to their system for as long as they can. Uh, and of course, uh, and then a new system will come up, uh, pretending to be new, and it ends up just like the old one. Once you have a clique in, oh, it takes a generation, and then they're getting their own children into the same jobs, just like it happened in the Soviet Union. China's the same way, very class-conscious uh, system over there, if you look at it properly. And... And, but meanwhile, you've got, also got the, the left wing funded by bankers who are not stupid. They, they always co-erred it. They'll take over, they'll co-op something that's already on the go. Uh, that might have, be kind of voices, or it might actually be unable to articulate what they actually want. And they get them leaders who can articulate what they want, what they think they want, and, and they direct them as to what to do. And that happened with a lot of the groups behind the Wall Street, um, uh, blockades, etc. Occupy Wall, Wall Street. We know that there were big, big, bankers involved. So remember, the, the bankers can work with right wing and left wing. They don't care. Both technically are totalitarian in, in, in their scope and how they function. 
And the right wing simply gives you a negative freedom. That's what they call it in university, the negative freedom. They keep you happy, dumb, and stupid, just earning enough to get by. But as long as you can pay for your fun uh, and get by uh, and be ignorant of what's really going on, uh, then you're okay. Positive freedom means when, like Tony Blair, they try to get the whole government on board for a war, make it make an exciting thing like the Blitz was. Oh, let's all get together and, and go into austerity and, and, uh, and fight this war. Let's all get a direction, a course where we're sailing to, to plunder the planet. That kind of thing. That's positive freedom. The rest of the time in peacetime, you're getting negative freedom. Play, be happy, uh, and don't think too much. So everything's a con game, as I say. In a, a moneyed system, it can never be anything but a con game, but especially when you have walked a clique of international bankers who have taken over, if not created in the first place, the central banking systems of most countries and have formed their own worldwide consortium. And they even have an umbrella uh, that they work under, uh, run by their own people, and create their own forms of government, you might say, too. They have their own corporate structure of governance for the, for the big banks. And because they sound official, the Bank of England, the, 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 the Bank of this, the Bank of that, you, you think they're part of it, but they're private banks. And they run the world. And every country, every country is terrified of them, even those who are, who are helping them at the top, their, their little minions in politics. Uh, because um, they can sink any country overnight if you, if you went against them. Apart from that, the minions are getting pretty well paid for conning the public. And everybody tries to get up into this, this tower of, of governing everybody else. And the only way to do it is, is always a pretense of we want to have everybody equal. That sounds great, doesn't it? But does it really? Have you looked at some of the people recently around you? What kind of equality do you want? What does equality mean? And then, then you'll find that the Club of Rome, a big think tank for this world organization, that does run both sides, by the way, um, they said themselves that, that democracy can't work because there's too many contesting, conflicting parties. I mean, they don't come out and say it's about jobs uh, 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 and hygiene for a country, basic rights and hospital treatment and, uh, and a clean country to live in. Uh, no, no. Now they're talking about should, should men be able to wear dresses at work? Uh, things like this. You understand there's too many conflicting parties now. They have so many divisions within society for people to identify with. Oh, I've, I'm not in a group. I better join one idea. Uh, that that's, you, you can never have functionality. And that's that's part of the, the big war. It was, it, was, it was set up and infiltrated to, to make these things happen. Believe you me. That's how it happens. Divide, conquer, divide, conquer. Right down to the, to the minuscule. Subdivide, subdivide, subdivide. And you can't get consensus on anything. And when you can't get consensus, the big boys at the top, left or right, uh, come along with the big plan. And when the rest of them are all arguing about, them, about their color of their clothes at the bottom, these guys are running across the world into wars and global government. Now, yesterday, I think it was, that um, it says here, uh, this is all part of it, well-funded groups, well-organized across the world, massive student strikes and things. But it says... Um, uh, that protesters uh, clashed in Quebec and Canada and Montreal. And, uh, uh, of course, they're all ticked off about the fact that the, the, the grants for schools and universities have been cut back again. Uh, it's happening across the world. What happens in one country now happens in other countries. Because we're global. 
It's like one system. It's a quiet system here. You can always see the same hand moving everywhere. People don't put it together. They're not simply always have it in Montreal. They're having it all over the place. Because every country is on the same agenda with laws and changes at the same time. Because we are on a global, silent, quiet organization for global government. Back with more after this. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix and talking about the big system, the monetary system, the parasitical system, and how the, the, the left and the right are always used by the same bankers because it's really, a, it's all sewn up. But, and talking about too with the, the protests in Montreal, it says to mark the 100th day of Quebec student strikes. Well, smaller events were held in other cities on Tuesday, and they had other ones going across, I think, uh, Calgary and so on, and some in the States, New York too. And, and even some in, in France as well, all coming out at the same time. But the interesting part of it is, is that obviously it's coordinated because it's across a good part of Europe and it's North America. And it says the related events were organized on Tuesday in New York, Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver. And it says uh, in France a few hundred congregated near Paris, Paris's Notre Dame Cathedral. And a stone throw from the Seine River, people in Paris waved flags, and a crowd that included many Quebecers who went over to France, some of whom had brought their own signs, like one that read, Quebec is becoming a dictatorship. There's been a lot of corruption in Quebec, uh, certainly, and, and I know why. There's a type of mafia in there that runs all the government contracts and everything, which actually has come out in books before. It doesn't change it, though. And it says there are two demonstrations in New York, one at Rockefeller Plaza, where Quebec government officers are located, and another in Washington Park later in the day. And it says organized by the Occupy Wall Street movements and by the group Strike Everywhere, the first New York event was designed to raise awareness about the Quebec protests, while the second was about opposing anti-protest laws all over the world. Every country is bringing in anti-protest laws, you see. And that was all part two of the, of the, the new totalitarian system that you've got to bring in when you're really forcing the last part of world government on the people across the planet. There's going to be protests, so you simply ban them or hit them hard. And Canada and other countries are practicing with the riot squads back in the early 90s for what was coming today. In fact, they're bringing in experts from all over, even the, the U.S., ex-Marines and so on, to teach the cops how to, how to do it with the shields and all that. They made them bang their shields all in unison, just like the Zulus did in Africa. That's where they got the idea from. And uh, they would terrify all the protesters. Anyway, back to this. This is between uh, 20 and 40 people gathered in front of Quebec's government office in New York. A few handed out red squares, and that's a symbol. That's really comforting, the red square, isn't it? The symbol of the student protest movement. What does that tell you? Hmm? And the events came several days after the Quebec law set conditions on protests with stiff financial penalties for transgressors, a move that appears to have fanned the flames of the Quebec student movement. And basically you can't wear a mask on your face. Uh, I, I don't know if that means gas mask too, if you get gas, because they, they use a lot of gas during demonstrations here. And who wants to get it pepper sprayed in the face either? And uh, and, you, and again, it's also a rule too that you've, you've got to give them so much notice before you have a protest in the first place. 
Within Canada, organisers of the Calgary Gathering described Quebec's law as draconian and encouraged people to meet in support of Quebec students. So you see, you've got what's the start of a worldwide uh, unified, so easy to do today, mind you, but you still need the big money behind it and the professional organisers to make this happen, which, they, which they're actually doing. And as I say, you'll find all of uh, previous riots which lead to revolutions eventually uh, if they, because there's an energy here, an energy you can't squash. Uh, and it builds up and builds up until eventually you end up with revolution generally. If those people who are generally, as I say, middle class and students, they're, they're the typical ones that get used, uh, can't get upward mobility in the structure of society. It's upward mobility they want. In other words, they want to run the system and get rich themselves. But they also depend on a lot of people at the bottom to be the cannon fodder for it. And they end up, it doesn't matter who's your boss is. Land of the Blind is a good movie to watch. It's a, it's a really good movie to watch. That kind of describes a lot of this kind of stuff. So anyway, that's your big um, demonstration. Lots of them were arrested too, except the usual stuff. And um, it's, 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 a, it's not a great article, this, because it really doesn't tell you all their demands that they were, they were asking for. But I know, I know that they definitely get a lot of cutbacks in the, in the grants. And uh, intuition is incredibly high, as it is across every other country now in the first world countries. And the global warming scam, too, which is, is turning upside down in a sense. People are getting wise to it, thank goodness. Um, we've had so many bankruptcies with, with the companies that were started off with our tax money. A great business to be in, by the way. I mean, a lot of these guys were wise. They knew it wouldn't last. They just got in on the scam. Government threw millions of dollars at them. And it, some of them created nothing at all. Other ones created a lot of noise with wind power. And um, and it's just a, a, a black hole of money that gets poured into this pit. We certainly do need alternative means of energy. Of course we do. We've been using the internal combustion engine for such a long, long time. And but you'll never get understand all this free energy stuff. You're never those who are in power. And I don't care what they call themselves, or if a new bunch comes in, even through violent means and revolutions. This is going to be the same thing. They don't intend to lose power by giving everybody free energy. It's forbidden. You understand? We live in a system where, where again, money unless you do with money altogether. Really, and, and then for substituting your money, those take your labor. So one way or another, you're going to be working for somebody else in the, the system. Because the psychopaths always end up at the top. They always have ended up at the top. And all down through history, they've intermarried with other wealthy, uh, prosperous families who are also ruthless and got to the top the same way. And, and then they end up churning out children that are even better at being ruthless and psychopathic than their parents. And they're not stupid either at the top. Don't believe that psychopaths are all stupid. They're not. The ones who get caught at the bottom are, are the ones at the bottom. The ones who work their way up through the system and have a bit of patience are, are pretty smart. And they have all the right contacts. They're born into the right families. They have all the right contacts. And what they can't think out themselves, they hire think tanks out to do for them. What will happen if we do this or that or whatever? That's the system we presently live in. And so, anyways, to say that's the system we live in. As long as this thing about money is never, never ever questioned, you'll get more bank crashes. Because the same guys who own the banks own the legal systems. 
in every country, and they're not going to change the laws. They'll go against the banks. It's not going to happen. They tried that with the last bank crash, and now it's watered down to nothing, so it means nothing at all. That had to happen. It happened before. And it also means they want to crash you again and plunder you down the road. That's why they won't change the laws. So everybody's really upset. I'm surprised there's not a lot more people, just ordinary people, without red little patches and stuff. They're probably red patches because people at places like Canada, that the universities here have been churning out Marxists for years because that's what they get taught in university, Marxism. What kind of system do you want to, to, to get ruled over? What kind of totalitarian system do you want? This color or that color, the, the blue or the red, it's up to you. Personally, I don't want either. There's so many uh, crazy, crazy revolutions for all, always ends up the same too. China's exactly the same. With a class system, the children take over the jobs of their parents and the, the higher Politburo uh, positions, judges, all that kind of stuff, financiers. Nothing changes. Interesting enough, I watched a, a little documentary about China. Uh, and it was, it was about something that was popular on television, apparently, where a Chinese woman would go in and interview prisoners that were ready to be executed. And, of course, that kind of thing would attract people everywhere in the world because they're kind of morbid in that way. A strange sense of morbidity kind of fascinates them. And um, an idea was to get everybody who was about to be executed to repent to the state. To the state, you understand. Uh, and if that was caught in camera, then I'm sure the camera crew and the, the, the TV station were well rewarded for because they worked for the state, you see. Anybody who saw the, the, the movie, it was called Wallace, Braveheart, sorry, Braveheart, um, will see the end. That's what they used to do. You had to kiss. If you kiss the, the, the robe with the king's emblem on that robe, that means the system, you see, uh, then they give you a swift death. If not, it could be rather painful, very painful indeed, and rather long drawn. Nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. Every country does the same thing. But in China, they want you to worship the state. Do you want to worship this vague thing called the state? With intergenerational people going into the top jobs? And that's what they want to bring on here, because they're so ignorant, because of their incredible Marxist indoctrination. Years ago, too, I can remember when the Council on Foreign Relations, the Royal Institute of International Affairs, they had their world meeting in London to decide that the future of the world's cultures, to bring in a global culture, should they, should they use the, the British Pinewood Studios and the other ones I had in Britain to, 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 and really put lots of cash into it and try to turn out some good movies, or should they use Hollywood? Well, they decided on Hollywood. Through Hollywood, People would, would basically copy and mimic or try to mimic the lifestyle they saw on the big screen. And sure enough, even at that time, most folk thought that everybody in America was rich with a big home and at least two cars. And some even thought they all had butlers and things. Just amazing what Hollywood can bend your mind to. And that's what they, they see across the world. That's why everybody wants to come to America. They think that's how it is, you see. But they also talked about that, that meeting about this global culture, as I say. And they make America the capital for music and 
for movies because that's how simple we are at the bottom. We copy what we're given. And they also talked about uh, the future of Britain as they would deindustrialize it. They knew back then, many, many years ago, they were going to deindustrialize it. They never told the people about this, the treaties they signed at the end of World War II or anything like that. People went through the whole 70s and 80s watching all the factories just move out. Free trade. See? And they scheduled and said that eventually Scotland would get turned into a holiday resort because they'd have, they'd have no work there. That was all mainstream newspapers at the time. Then forgotten again as everybody forgets things. This article here, cinema giants Disney have unveiled their first ever tailor-made holiday to Scotland, costing $5,000 a head. Because they love everybody. They like equality and equity across the world. Just, just, just give them equality. And $5,000 a head. Nine-day trips which have gone on sale have been created to capitalize on the new Disney Pixar film Brave, which is being released in the U.S. next month. Geared for small family planning groups, or planning groups, so there's your, there's your family planning again. I've watched, I've read so many abortion things here. They will have their own two, um, dedicated guides, VIP access to leading attractions and historic sites and the chance to try out activities featured in and inspired by the movie. So you get a little tour around famous landmarks in Scotland and places like that. Where folk at one time tried to stop this money system coming in. Uh, and they, started, they actually tried for centuries to stop it coming in. And now they're conquered and now Disney runs Scotland, it seems to be. But anyway, massive money gone into it, of course, billions. Uh, I say seven, they're even, their marketing deal alone is seven million pounds just to get folk to go to school. At least there's some work coming there because there's nothing left. There's nothing left except the tourist industry. So exactly as the CFR said in the Council and the Royal Institute of International Affairs, all that time ago, many decades ago now, They'll turn it into a tourist industry. There you have. So Disney owns Scotland now. And Canada again, strange country here. You, nothing much happens that we're told of because we're so, the, the, the media is so well controlled here. They give us lots of little stories, but nothing that really matters. But so I noticed it this morning when I got up because it was so quiet. And the CN rail strike has happened, Canadian National Rail Strike. Uh, it's not Canadian anyway. It's owned by a New York company, as is the Canadian Pacific, I believe. Anyway, they've changed hands over some ownership, and uh, now they've, they've all gone on strike, so I guess they want massive cuts or something. I'll put these links up as well. Uh, but there's 1,700 engineers uh, apparently gone on strike, so we'll see what happens. I don't mind if it long, drags on a long time because it means peace and quiet. I can sleep at night there. That's pretty good. I live right next to the, the track here. And I can't understand these two-mile-long trains that go by every half an hour. Where do they go on north of me? There's nothing there. What's up there? Hmm? What's underground, you might say? Now, the shot spotter is something all the cops are bringing up. The biggest, the biggest business in the States, apart from movies and stuff, and um, many other city things, mind you, uh, the biggest business, I would say drugs and, and movies and, and say the city things, is uh, the military-industrial complex. That's where all their money is now into cops and policing and so on. And they're all, they're all vying for their own drones that can spy on everybody at your window and things like that. And they also have Shot Spotter, which is, uh, something, a, a system they deploy across cities to detect gunshots. 
And uh, I suppose it's, it's very accurate, apparently. You can pinpoint exactly where it comes from. I'll put this link up as well. It says the Law Enforcement Technology Atlantic City deploys the Shot Spotter. And if you look it up too, uh, the Shot Spotter link is also on the page. It'll take you to all the other, other uh, states that have, are using this particular system. Great business. You know, the, the crime business is fantastic, especially when you keep creating new crimes, like, like vague ones too, like terrorism, and, and put all these people to work that were unemployed before searching everybody else. Because we are in a police state. Don't kid yourself. We are in a police state. Across the world, we're in a police state. But it's incredible business. It's like the, it's, it's like the alternate energy system. It's the massive windmills that, 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 that give you a dribble of electricity. Uh, keep you, even scare off all the birds. The ones that doesn't chop into pieces, that is, as it goes around and around. And, and you can't put any cattle near them because they go off their feed with a racket off them. Never mind the electromagnetic field that creates, which is something else. It's all funded by the people. And it's owned by private companies. Eh? Not bad. What a beautiful thing having governments is. And the people. The people are the source of all wealth, you see. That's why they wanted centralized government, a big part of it too. Because the, do you understand the contracts that are thrown out by every government? Every year, across, not only across our country, across the world. Why do you think everybody who sees the government, the politicians, they're all lobbyists. It's for your cash they're lobbying for. If you were given the bills every day for every new loan your government gives out, or a cash grant or whatever, or bailing out the banks, if they give you the cost, your personal amount every week that you had to pay, because of the debt that the so-called nation now owns, you'd, you'd wake up and, and understand it. But when you don't see it, when you don't see, you don't get that bill every week, your government's having a field day. They all are. All the big military industrial boys are making an incredible field day in all of this. Sales, sales, sales. Keep it all going. And they own all the media. So the media's all in in it too. Back with more on the FBI's new surveillance system. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, cutting through the matrix and uh, talking about this system, eventually you have to get your children into nothing but security work in high levels. That'll be the, uh, there'll be no, no more riots from the students, they can all get jobs uh, and go up the ladder, you see. It's only when the, the ladder is blocked that they start rioting and, and talk about equality and stuff like that. The rest of the time, once they're up there, of course, they just kind of forget that rather quickly. And that's the history of the world. Anyway, the FBI quietly forms secretive net surveillance units, it says here. And it's just another wing they're adapting to themselves. Everything expands in government, you understand. And, and, and we live in the age of eternal terrorism threats, you see. So it's going to go on for 50 years. So you can get a good job in that if, you, if you're pretty good at what you do. Upward mobility, then you, there's no riots, you see. So they formed the secretive surveillance unit. So secret, of course, I can actually read it on the air here. Huh? With, with an ambitious goal is to invent technology that will let police more readily eavesdrop on internet and wireless communications. I'll put that out tonight. And uh, you can peruse that at your leisure.
And another article too, China fake parts. It's like an old story, but it's still happening, obviously, which means there's a lot of big wigs involved in these fake parts that are using the U.S. military equipment in their planes and everything. I'll put that up as well. But uh, it wasn't for China, I guess, at all about the sky. Nothing would be flying anymore. Everybody's out for a quick buck at the top. So many scams going on. And it, it takes big, important people to be involved bringing this stuff in and getting them into the aircraft and all the other equipment that they're using, fake parts from China. It's, it's really just um, sort of knockoffs. And also, uh, exclude this, uh, China can now bypass Wall Street when buying U.S. government debt and go straight to the U.S. Treasury. That's a law being passed. And what is the Treasury's first ever direct relationship with a foreign government, according to documents viewed by Reuters? The relationship means the People's Bank of China buys U.S. debt using a different method than any other central bank in the world. The other central banks, including the Bank of Japan, which has a large appetite for treasuries, place orders for U.S. debt with major Wall Street banks designated by the government as primary dealers. That's the ones that all the, the, the congressmen and the senators have shares in. You know. Those dealers then bid on their behalf at treasury auctions. Uh, China, which holds 1.17 trillion U.S. treasuries, still buys some treasuries through primary, through primary dealers. But since June 2011, that route hasn't been necessary. So now it's all law and legal. They come straight, straight to themselves and bypass all the rest of them. Not bad. Now, everybody wants to copy the, this system. At least the boys who run the world do. They want us all to become like China, a very obedient people. We can move millions of people across, across whole hundreds and hundreds of miles and into areas to demand factories. Just overnight almost. I mean, so obedient they are there. And Beijing, this is, this, is, this is the model state we've all to copy, the state of the world. The UN says so. We've all to be like China. You know, one child per family, uh, unless you can afford the little fine if you're wealthier, because you do have a class system there. That kind of thing. And, and you bow to everybody. On that documentary I watched, they were down on their knees in front of judges. There's no juries, you see. Just judges. Anyway, Beijing sets two flies only public toilet guidelines. No kidding. Authorities in Chinese capital have set new standards for public toilets, including a stipulation that they should contain no more than two flies. I don't know. It doesn't say if, it's, if they're to be moving or, or, or stationary or what, you know. But you can't have any more than two flies. See, that's communism for you. This is what, what the big boys and the bankers are salivating over, having the same obedient population as you got in China. And this is what it comes down to, counting flies in the loo. No kidding. No kidding, folks. What a what a system to emulate, huh? Ah, well. From Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada. Remember, donates and help me out by the books and so on. It's good night to me, your God or your gods be with you.